Welcome to the Retirement Evolved Podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. Jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> it is that time of year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. How are you? I am good, Bill. You know, I took, uh, I, I escaped with the babies the other day. I got, I got my mom and my stepfather in town and, you know, the house is packed. So I grabbed the kids and ran off to the mall oh. and uh, did a little Christmas shopping. Yeah, because the had, mall's never packed. It was so, uh, it was really not that bad. We had a good time. Yeah. I was actually, you know, it's just me and them, and they were in this, uh, the stroller the whole time, and Maverick was actually doing really well. We passed the cookie store on the way in. I said, listen, if you cooperate, I'm going to make sure that, that it rains cookies on the way out of this place. And I did. I got about five or six cookies. He only ate like one or two, but I had them. Then I could bribe him with them the rest of the week, too. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. See? Forward thinking. That's right. So it's uh, put you in the position in life that you are, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, Bill. Yeah. Something like that. So listen, listen. We, we kind of left the last podcast debating whether or not Die Hard was a Christmas movie, right? Oh, there's no debate. That's, that's it is. What... Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, whatever. So I had my folks put together this list of Christmas movies, and I'm going to have to admit it's on the list. I told you. It's on the I list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of them out there. Um all kind, you know, you know, we've got how many years of Christmas movies to choose from, but There's a lot of them. There's a lot. Of some them. of the the top grossing Christmas movies of all time is is the list that we had put together here and at number 8 was uh, Elf with Will oh, Ferrell. I thought it might have done better than that, but it, Call uh, me an elf one more time. That's right. I love that line. It's like <laughs> Peter Dinklage before he was really famous. I mean, I always liked him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- before he got drunk on Game of Thrones for that's right. Years, so. uh, the Polar Express checked in at number seven. Mm. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the classic from my childhood. Oh no, actually mm. the the one with Jim Carrey. This I'm sorry. is the Jim Carrey one, right? Yes. I was going to say that. You think yeah. the other one's probably a little higher? Is uh, fourth highest. And, well, actually, except it wasn't a movie, so I guess that doesn't qualify. It was made for TV, the original right. cartoon. Right. Um, Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are at number two and three on the list. And the top grossing Christmas movie of all time was the animated feature of The Grinch in 2018. I have wow. not seen that. I don't know I that one. I didn't see it either. That's yeah. crazy. But uh, Die Hard fell in at number 16 on this list. See, see that. So, what about the Santa Claus? That was like a, a Tim Allen. Those yeah, it's in the, it's in the teens. It's oh, in the okay. Mid, the, you know, the, down around ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere in there. But uh, and a Christmas yeah. story isn't even on here, huh? Yeah, and you know the one that my wife and I have really gotten into the last couple of years is on Netflix with um, Kurt uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, the What's Christmas the name Chronicle. Of that? Christmas Chronicle. It's a that great was movie. so good. Great. Yeah, movie. I loved it. I loved it a lot. It was yeah. great. So anyway, uh, I guess that finally puts the uh, the debate to rest. Well, notice Die Hard 2 is not on the list. Well, so no. That's, yeah, that makes no, sense. Exactly. Right. Sure. Whatever. Anyhow, <laughs> you know, and, and speaking of movies and, <laughs> and all that good stuff, uh, I was also reading where apparently letting your kids play video games could be a good thing. And if they want some for Christmas, go ahead and get them some. According to CNET, uh, they say that children who play games like Minecraft are actually getting early lessons in, in personal finance. So my question really? is, first of all, do you play that stuff, or are, are you a video game player at all? And what do you think about that? I was a video game player for a long time growing up. I had, you know, the Nintendo, then I had the Super Nintendo. I had I had them all, you know. Uh, matter of fact, I worked a summer job in West Palm Beach doing roofing so I could buy my first PlayStation. Like, it was uh, – but when my, my son, my oldest son, Austin, um, he's home for Christmas now. I'm so excited. He's, you know, he's in college. He's still a gamer, but when he was a, when he was a kid – 
he would play things that involved a lot of problem solving. Like I didn't let him play like Grand Theft Auto until he was in his teens, you know. But well, yeah. he would play Minecraft was one of the ones he really liked. And to me, I would think that those are like my those are you know riddle games or, or mind you know kind of mind challenging games. He also played like the Lego games and stuff like that that had actual puzzles. It seems like we kind of moved away from games that. The point of the game was to solve the puzzle or solve the level, right? He would play those games, and I was perfectly happy with that because I felt like he was – especially because they used to display the words on the screen, so you actually had to read. Right. Now they don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but finances, I, I don't know how Minecraft and finances connect. You have to, like, buy something in the game. Is right. That what they're- yeah. yeah, and games like that. And there's another one called uh, Animal Crossing where you buy a house, you earn the money to pay for it, uh, you build improvements – you can also buy and sell things like like vegetables and other commodities. Um, and, oh yeah, you know that. So those are kind of games I think that that are pretty good for kids, right? That are teaching them something yeah, solid. Yeah, you know there are. He has had games where he wants to upgrade things in the game, and it, you have to do things, and you have to earn enough money to. I mean, sure, that's 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 a given. I guess I could see that. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know if it's teaching them about a Roth IRA, but it's teaching them something. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't think they're talking about Roth in Minecraft. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not talking about retirement in Minecraft. They're no, about, no, yeah, build it now. Do it. But now. you know that, and of course, that had you know, my, my kids are all in there. My youngest ones are in their early 30s now, and had I known that you could uh, go into these, what are they uh, like? EA tournaments or whatever, the virtual oh, yeah. tournament. And these, these oh, people are yeah. winning a million dollars to play video games. Video games are big money. It's actually yeah. in our – video games and eSports are in our disruptive portfolios that we have for our families here. We have one – and that's our more aggressive investment type. Right. And it's only for a piece of your money in retirement. But it is diversified among things like video games and eSports because it has become such a huge thing now. I mean, you could – it's on TBS. They've got – you know, right after the what is that Robot Wars or whatever? Right yeah. after Robot Wars, you got E E League on uh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. on TBS, and they're playing all these games and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, do you need there's to get, a lot of money in it. Do you need to get that, or can somebody answer the phone? For no, I think Warren's okay. going to get that. Yeah, yeah Warren's going to get that. Somebody's calling already. Look <laughs> exactly. At that. Look at that. Saying, no, no. Listen, I played Minecraft. I know how it works. Um, yeah, no, I just and I find it fascinating that the, the, it has evolved to that. Right. People right. make millions of dollars. So, and they, I mean, it's no joke, Bill. No. It, it is a lot of money. There's a lot of money out there in video games and. You know, my son at one point said, you know, I want to design video games. I said, go for it because you got to you got to figure it's the one thing that's not going away, right. especially with the metaverse now. And now you're designing the virtual reality in the end. I, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's kind of nutty. And I know I know people whose kids that were like college age or even high school age who, who got paid big bucks to go somewhere and be a tester. Austin just, just would testing get, the game. He would get early access to all the games because he was on the lists and stuff like he would be able to play beta versions of the game when they first started but then he would have early access to the games right before they were released and he had to allow them to monitor his play so like a lot of these a lot of these companies want to work the bugs out right away right so they release it to a certain number of people and then they're monitoring as the play is happening so that they can tell where there's a bug what needs to be fixed i thought that was kind of neat when he used to do that well don't you wish sometimes our, our our savings accounts our retirements came with bug fixes like that Oh, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) I'll tell you, I wouldn't be surprised, Bill. Give it another 20 years or so. I bet you, with this technology, I bet you something will come up like that. That's crazy. You've got too much Apple, sell it. You know, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Oh, man. Well, you know, Christmas is upon us, and, of course, that means New Year's around the corner. And uh, with New Year's comes New Year's resolutions. And I was reading an article, I I believe one of your your favorite things, Kiplinger. Oh, yeah. um, Oh, yeah. 
Talking about being a financial hoarder, and they're saying that now is the time of year that you should resolve to start figuring out uh, what you have and where it is. Kiplinger saying that financial hoarding can easily get out of control. So I, and I'm, I just kind of skimmed the article. You know me. I'm a headline guy. Right. <laughs> so right. Uh, what uh, what's the difference between saving and diversifying and hoarding? I mean – okay. So the hoarding, this is how it happens. Everybody's got the drawer at home, right? I call this the drawer. Right. This is the drawer in the kitchen where all the extra Chick-fil-A sauces, all the soy sauce, all the extra paperwork, I'll just put it in the drawer so I don't forget. All the extra things end up in this drawer. And pretty soon, you don't know what the hell you have in that drawer anymore, <laughs> yeah. right? You know that you can go there if you need sauce or something, but it's the same thing with our investments. Um, especially as we're accumulating. And we don't work anywhere 30 or 40 years anymore, Bill. Nobody really does that anymore. So you move to a different company. Now there's a different 401k. You might have had an old 401k with the other company, and you just, ah, I'll leave that. Most people just kind of leave it alone and say, well, I've got this here. So you could end up with five, six, seven different 401ks, all these other extra things that you had with each company. You might have had a health savings account. So there, it's all over the place now. And I think that's, especially if you're getting ready for retirement, even though we don't want to think about that and nobody ever wants to clear out the drawer, it's it's got to happen. Otherwise, you've got all these investments all over the place and you don't know where they are and you don't know how to access them. So I think that specifically is the difference between hoarding and saving and diversifying. Saving and diversifying, you put everything in one place. You know how much you have in cash. You know what you have invested. You know how you have, you have all of your investments itemized. So diversifying, saving, that's different than just hoarding all these different accounts and not wanting to deal with them because that was with the other company I was with for three years. And now I've got, I see it all the time. Yo, I'm sure you do. And, and I, I was going to ask you that. Do you have folks that come in and go, look, man, I've, I'm on my sixth job. I, I've, and I did, and I forgot to close out my, you know, my 401ks and other places. Is it hard to grab hold of all that stuff and roll it together? It's not, it's a lot of paperwork. Um, with our families, it, it takes us, I mean, it's just part of the service we provide. Um, it, it take it could take a little while. I think the most we've ever seen, I think Kurt's probably seen it. I think it was somewhere in the twenties, all the different accounts that wow. were all over the place. But for me, you know, a lot of a lot of retirees, as they're getting ready to retire, they'll get a better grasp of their finances and they'll do it on purpose. They'll have like three or four different custodial accounts. They'll have a Fidelity account, a TD account, and they'll have different accounts within those accounts, and they like to keep it separate. They say. And, you know, they do that because no matter who you are in this country, no matter whether you're retired or not, everybody's a little bit superstitious and everybody ends up with a certain way they like to do things. So move, <laughs> nobody, for whatever reason, I, I don't meet a lot of families who have everything exactly in one place and say, here it is. You know, and, and that's, the, that's the key. What they have to realize is you can have everything in one place but still be diversified. You can still have different investments. You don't need to have some money with Fidelity, some money with TD, some money because – Honestly, Bill, what ends up happening is because the money's so spread out and not in one place, not one of those organizations sees exactly how much you have. And the amount that you have dictates some of the services that you receive as well. You could get better service by having it all in one place because now your total is a million over here instead of 250,000. They're going to, you're going to get a lot better treatment with a million than you are with 250,000. You think? <laughs> I know. I know. And, and that leads to fees that you might not need to pay. If you if your accounts are over a certain amount, you know, they'll waive fees in certain in certain situations. So you're literally saving yourself money there as well. Yeah. So I guess the the, the key there is to just 
not let stuff linger like that. Make sure you gather it all up and have everything in one place. Cause it's Clean just out your easier. financial junk drawer. That's what I call the financial junk drawer. Yeah, because if you don't, you're going to open it after like three years and realize that one of the soy sauce packets burst. and there's That just, or means, the Chick-fil-A sauce yeah, is right. no good anymore, and now you're really mad <laughs> exactly. because you love Chick-fil-A sauce. And now you, you can't know. use it. That's right. Just now when you can wanted it most. Oh, man. I just got a big bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce. Were you oh, yeah. aware that they're selling that in the store? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's at the grocery store, yeah. I love life. Yeah. I haven't been in the grocery store in so long. I use that Instacart app, and oh, I yeah. just I love it. It just saves yeah. so much time. But I was actually in there the other day, and I was perusing around. I'm like, look at that. There's chick. It's a big bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, my wife tells me that all the time. I usually do the, the, the pickup order for groceries. Right. And she's like, right. oh, but, you know, if you go every now and then, you see something that you don't think about and go, oh, right. that'd be great for dinner, but... But yeah, you're right. If you if you get to go there, you you run across stuff like that. Chick fil A sauce in a big bottle. Well, my stepfather's in town, and he uh, ah. I just do the Instacart, and he always when he sees me, he shakes his head. I don't want anybody else touching my food. I want to touch my food. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You know, I, I mean, it's an old school. But for me, I look at the end of the year. They got this great thing in Instacart where you can see how many hours of shopping you saved. Right. I'm already at like 350 hours that I saved for the year Atta by boy. not going to the store. That a boy. And I could have been sitting on my couch doing absolutely nothing during that time. You yeah, know? And, and and I love that. And, and listen, I don't know your father-in-law, but my my parents used to be that way too. I don't want anybody to touch. Well, you know what? Somebody put it on the shelf. It's already been touched. Dude. It's, it's <laughs> well, like... <laughs> my stepfather's a big germaphobe. He's a he's a big germaphobe. Yeah, okay, I love him to death, though. I mean, he he comes down here. He he, he severely severely helps me out. I have to make yeah. him a list because he can't sit still. So I, was, no, my, I got I my, need some lights in the garage. I need some other things done. He he gets it all done. Yeah, my dad was the same way. He he yeah. was not. He could not sit still. You talk yeah. about the germaphobe thing. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day when COVID first happened, right? When we're right. and things started to reopen. I remember I went through Starbucks one day and I literally watched the guys make my coffee, pick up my cup, then put it on a tray to hand it to me. Like that was I was like, dude, you just touched the cup. What, what what difference does it? Just hand me my coffee. <laughs> right, right. It's like uh, it, and it gets borderline stupid. Well, the right? optics I mean, is all they care about, right? Uh, I mean, just common sense like went out the window. No. C stands for COVID, not common sense anymore. No, it just goes out the window. No and kidding. to tell you the truth, I don't have a problem with somebody wearing a mask when they're making my sub in public. I mean, yeah. honestly, that might be okay. You know, they yeah. always wear gloves anyway. And here's the so. thing: I, I don't care if you wear one or not. I'm not going to call you out. I mean, what do I care? I don't I mean, care. It doesn't either. hurt me at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But if I see, come on, Bill, I told you. At the beginning of the year this last year, I saw somebody in the hot tub at Disney World in a mask. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Are we really, that, we're there now? That's where we are, yeah, a mask in a hot tub? Uh, I thought I was going to have to do CPR, and that wouldn't have been very hygienic. Oh, God, that's so I mean, funny, though. On. I mean, that's just, that's that should it's be. so funny. I, my son and I, Austin and I, just looked at each other yeah. like, are you, are you kidding me? Holy cow. <laughs> Well, listen. Um, as, as we do get near the end of the year, I, and and we're we're at the Christmas season and all that, we've talked about this earlier, right? That that holiday spending this year is uh, is up, right? Um, on Adobe dot com, uh, Deloitte Research puts it at about fourteen hundred and fifty five dollars per person, and the National Retail Federation estimates that we're going to end up spending an average of about a thousand dollars for holiday gifts, but. And we've talked about it before, too. Hopefully not on credit cards, because if you don't pay those off quickly enough with interest rates going up, that could become a real nightmare. Right. Uh, and I'm sure that's what you you uh, you advise all your folks of, right? If you're going to use the credit card, make sure you can pay it off in a month. Yeah, my, our families are having the time of their life Christmas shopping because they're getting their points, and then they're just paying it off at the end. Of, I mean, you know, for me, I, I just got a, uh, a business Amazon card, and it's 5% cash back for the first year, no matter what you buy. So uh, that was, to me, it was like, okay, I'm uh-huh. buying everything I can from Amazon because yeah. you're getting 5% cash back. 
But see, there's so many op- opportunities like that out there. A lot of people, especially successful families, some some of them just don't pay attention. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to pay for it. Because the holidays already bring enough headaches, right? Like me with two kids in the mall and the stroller passing the cookie store. I mean, come right. on. It's a, it's a little bit of a headache. But I still look for my deals. And, and you certainly – I think we've said this so many times. You certainly don't want to go into the next year paying 18 19 20% in credit card debt on things that you couldn't afford. And – we just have to accept the fact that as of right now, there are things that we can't afford. I would love to buy a little vacation place in Italy right now. Now, the reality is I could probably do that, but I can't necessarily afford it because if I have to go and get a mortgage and do six – I'm not ready to do that yet because for me, I don't want to pay that kind of money. Right. I'd rather just have the cash, buy it, and be done. You know, Some people are different, though. There's a lot of different ways to do things. You know, I, I just think that – the holidays brings out that holiday spirit in us, and some people it's the spirit of giving. Some people it's like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I got to do this for this person, and it just gets out of control. So, you know, don't get swept up in it. Really, just take a few seconds and think about things. Yeah, and you know, I, it, it, we talked about it last last time, and and I, it, it happened for me since we've talked, where uh, some of my kids live here, some live out of state. So we kind of have to pick a weekend near Christmas to all get together, right? Right. Because everybody wants to be home for Christmas Eve when Santa comes. And I get that. Totally makes sense. Um, so we just had that happen this past weekend. And my wife and I, it's so cool when you have grown-up kids, right? Because you you get a chance to sit back and watch them just hang out with each other as grown-ups, right? right? And you remember the... You know, he he's not touching me. I'm not touching you. You remember that stuff as little kids, right? And right. They, and the way they would do that, get on each other's nerves. And then now we look at it, and, man, we just smile and, you know, appreciate the family time that we have. Because you know, that's it really very it. special. Would, it's so special because, I, I mean, just, you know, my mom's in town and my stepdad's in town. And, you know, I need my stepdad here to keep my mom under control because she can get a little wild sometimes. She's a little crazy <laughs> in her old age. And she goes out, she goes off the rocker. She's got to be doing something, doing, you know, cooking, cleaning, whatever. Um, but you know, it's funny, Austin surprised me and came home yesterday and Amelia was, is, is still in the house, obviously, but then the babies, you know, Maverick and Scarlet, this is like their, their you know, this is Maverick's second Christmas, Scarlet's first Christmas. But I remember the most about this is them sitting on the floor with them. They sat down there for like an hour and they were all just playing together, you know? And it's like, man, I, I can't believe how lucky, you know, I am to have these kids. These are my legacy, right? Yeah. And my, my daughter Amelia has been spending the last two weeks making everybody homemade gifts. I mean, she's, she's doing like these little, uh, these little clothes for the kids and stuff. And, um, she's got a, she's always real thoughtful like that. She loves making the gifts. So, I mean, I'm watching all this go transpire and I'm like, man, you know, I, I, it is really, it's, it's magical. You know, those types of memories are magical. My wife, not so much. She's not a fan of the holidays because, of course, she works at UPS. So all she sees is the negativity of the holiday rush, <laughs> well, right? So yeah. I try and get her in the spirit a little bit. So, um, but you know, cause it's just for me, I'm, I'm always going to look back and remember some of those memories, right? Like my first house that I ever bought and my little girl was, uh, probably like seven or eight. And uh, the first, when we were finally all moved in and ready to just live in our house, she, jumped out of the car, ran up to the door. I'll still remember her running up to the door. I mean, there's some moments that yeah. you just that just jump out at you, you know? Yeah, and they're special, and that's that, that's really what it should be about. But, uh, like, I, I always do this every year, and I thought I'd bring it up since we're talking about the cost of Christmas and all that, that um, you know, everybody, every year, you see these things, the stories about what would the 12 days of Christmas cost today, right? Right. Well, we're up about almost $5,000 over last year's cost. Um. PNC wow. Bank puts together this this kind of whimsical little look at things, and they're saying that um, 
partridge for the pear tree is up 25% this year. <laughs> yep, 280 bucks. <laughs> uh, two turtle doves are up uh, 33%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, French hens are up uh, 25%. You can get three of them now for 318 bucks. by the way. Just thought I'd let you know. Oh, three French hens. Got yeah. it. Okay. The four calling birds haven't changed. Did not go up in value. Five gold rings are up 40%. Oh, there you yeah. go. Price of gold. Yep. Your uh, six geese laying stayed flat, in case you want to know. Okay. <laughs> You're looking okay. to invest. Got, uh, it. Got it. Now, seven swans of swimming, also no change, but uh, still cost you over $13,000. For seven swans. For seven huh? swans. Wow. Uh, eight maids of milking. Not easy to find, but the no no upcharge from last year. Are we year. allowed to call them maids? I, that, well, you know what? I'm I'm just going by the song. Ah. Just going by the song. <laughs> now, nine ladies dancing. <clears throat> that is up 10%. Well, depending on whether you're in Canada or the U.S., right? I mean, well, yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. Got and, it. And okay. what kind of dancing? Um, right. right. 24%, up 24% for 10 lords of leaping. Tell you what, man, that Lords of Leaping Union has it going on because uh, <laughs> you kept it, they're charging $13,900 for 10 Lords of Leaping this year. And then uh, the 11 Pipers piping are up a little bit and 12 Drummers drumming are up. But uh, this year's total is uh, over $45,000 if you want to buy everything on the 12 Days of Christmas list. Wow. So. Listen, I'm going to do you one better. I, I, know, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have an obsession with little people. I love little people and I and I do this because I you know the first time I ever came into contact with them I was doing the Wizard of Oz and a lot of them were the same people from the original movie they did tours oh. and they came around and stuff and then I go to the the they don't like to be called little people they like to be called dwarfs uh, the dwarf wrestling events love those I just love entertainment in, in its form and I love the fact that you've got you've got these people that have you know really gotten the short end of everything right I mean no pun intended they just don't and then there's still there's still these entertainment value. There's still these entertainment f- companies that they're forming. We have a little people entertainment um, hall over on in on the other side on the other coast here, okay. and they have um, they have little Elvis, little Marilyn Monroe. They have all these different acts that they do right. And every year I check it out because every year I'm thinking, wouldn't it be cool to have a little Elvis guy in our at our Christmas party for 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 the families and stuff? I've always wanted to do it, so I'm always checking prices. You know, and it, it, they are up at least fifteen percent every year. It doesn't matter what year it is; the the price just keeps going up and up and up. You know, compa- I don't know whether the the shows get better or what, but that is something that I look into every year. And and you would think even in that environment, it's a real niche environment, right? So how yeah. are we getting that much of an increase? But it is; it's increasing. Well, everybody's up this year. Everything yep. is up, right? All all that everything, cost of living, and everything. But you know. Uh, as we do, as we kind of wrap things up here today, um, I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. And Adam, I want you and your family, I hope you all enjoy this special time together. Oh, Bill, you as well. And I want to second what you said. Uh, obviously, we say Merry Christmas because that's our way that we share our holiday spirit. Whatever it is that you say at the holidays, we, we wish you the same thing, right? Just some unforgettable memories and time with your family because... That's what it really all comes down to, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be a pest right now. Don't forget, Christmas is coming up, but so is January first. So if you still have to do any charitable contributions, if you still have to look at your tax situation, make sure you're really into that. Don't get swept away by the holidays and miss out on thousands of dollars because we didn't make the right decision about an RMD or something like that. Make sure that you have your financial ducks in a row before the holidays are over. 
Because that'll that'll make the holiday season even better. Oh, even yeah. better. Yeah, you <laughs> don't want to get a big so. big tax bill or something no. January first because you forgot about something. You just say those words. I get a shudder down my spine. Man. It is. It's like a chill. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Way to way to bring us down, Adam. Good job. I, no, I good. try. I try. <laughs> okay. Listen, man. Have a great one and enjoy your Christmas. And uh, we will talk again next week. Yes, we will, Bill. Thanks so much. God bless you, everyone. And again, thank you so much for listening to the Retirement Evolve podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. Investment advisory services are offered through Evolution Wealth Management Incorporated, an investment advisor registered with the state of Florida. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Evolution Wealth Management's unique CRD number is 307644. You can obtain a copy of Evolution Wealth Management's firm brochure, Form ADV Part 2A, free of charge by visiting advisorinfo.sec.gov. Evolution Wealth Management offers investment advisory services only, where it is appropriately registered or exempt from registration and only after clients have entered into an investment advisory agreement confirming the terms of engagement and have been provided a copy of the firm's ADV Part 2A. Insurance services are provided by Evolution Retirement Services. Any guarantees mentioned are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and may be subject to restrictions, limitations, or early withdrawal fees, which vary by the issuer. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. You should consider the charges, risks, expense, and investment objectives carefully before entering a contract. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect either transactions in securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. This material is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, accounting, or other financial advice. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services are affiliated entities.